The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Willette. Good afternoon, and welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today, I am so happy to have with me Kareen Casaza. She's an author and energy worker from Boston, Massachusetts. Whether she's writing, teaching, or facilitating a healing session, Kareen's intention is always to help others find their joy and passion in daily life. She has written she has written two novels. First one was Divided We Fall. Second novel was Walk Like an Egyptian, and those are available online. She's currently at work on her third novel, and I think she's going to share a little bit about that with us. And she has written um, very recently, it's an, a, and part of an anthology, Unwavering Strength, Stories to Inspire You Through Challenging Times. It's just that, an anthology of essays, I believe, that chronicle people's trials through difficult transitions to their triumph, overcoming, overcoming them. <laughs> so that being said, welcome to the show, Kareen. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So exciting to have you to have you here with us. You're an author and an energy energy worker, so we're going to get to learn a lot about you today. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, the first thing I, I would like to ask is, um, I guess how how you how you got started with this. How did you get started writing? Is that is there a story behind that? Well, yeah. I mean, basically, I wanted to write since I was eight years old. Um, but really, writing led to my spiritual awakening because I was okay. trying to write my first book, and I had 75 pages written, but I really, really was struggling with writer's block. And somehow I got it into my head that if I could hypnotize myself, I could write the rest of the book. And so I called a local yoga place, and lo and behold, you know the way the universe works, the next day they were starting a four-week class on self-hypnosis. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I took the class, and after that class, I wrote the rest of the book so quickly that my editor, who was reading it, said to me, Kareem, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, I'm just putting my hands on the keyboard and asking what happens next. Wow. So it's almost like, is it, does it, is it almost like automatic writing, or, um, it, or you were just being guided, spiritually guided, to write the, the pages, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, that I've been doing that all my life, like hearing what comes next. I just wasn't really conscious of it. And once I really started to do it for the book, I realized that it was something that had been with me my whole life. I just had never recognized it that way. Right. Well, that makes sense, too. Yeah, if you didn't understand what it was until you experienced it firsthand, then now you know it's part of who you are, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you just said that writing led to your spiritual awakening. Was that your spiritual awakening? 
Or could you tell us a little bit more about that if that wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. So once I started to write, um, my friend that taught me hypnosis um, taught me meditation also. And for whatever reason, after a very short time, like after three months of practice, I could be very deep in meditation. And I realized that my hands were getting really hot. So I said to her, what is this about? And she said, oh, it must be time for you to learn Reiki. So we actually <laughs> went and became Reiki masters together. Um, actually, I was in that class with you, actually. We, yes, we became Reiki masters at the same time. Yeah. We took that class together. So, yeah, so I became a Reiki master and then went on to IET and all kinds of, you know, laying on of stones, all that stuff. I really, um, really love working with the healing arts and working in the light. So that's something that, I continue to do and, and continue to learn all that I can about. So, right, yeah, and, that, I mean, that, and that was at least 10 years ago, right? Right. So, so you're, you, you've been on a process for a little while, or on a journey, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And the spiritual awakening part was before that happened, before Reiki, you know, and the belief that the universe is a benevolent place that's always taking me to my highest good. Like, I was afraid of my own shadow. Oh, really? That's funny. (laughs) No longer that. (laughs) Yeah, so I was afraid of my own shadow until I was 36, and then I woke up. So it was a big difference. I went from the world is a big, scary place, and everyone's out to get me, to... You know, I'm always being moved toward my highest good. And now so. you now you stand in your own power and you don't you you know what you believe and you know what's for your best. So you move forward at that with that, I'm guessing all the time, especially in your writing, right? Yes, definitely. I mean, writing is definitely a big, big, big act of faith. You have to trust what's coming through, and maybe it looks like it doesn't work in the moment, but you just have to kind of go with it. And you also have to be willing to let it go its own way. I mean, I might think one thing is going to happen and it just goes <laughs> another way. It's kind of like life. You think this is going to happen, but that happens instead. And you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to be open and see where it takes me. So Letting go of outcomes, like, right? Yeah, it's like you cannot be a control freak. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, so. Well, wh- can, you, can you share with the um, audience listening in why it's important to use your authentic voice when writing? Because I'm assuming that's what you do. You, you're listening to the voice that you're hearing, right? Right. So um, it's really important to write from your heart space um, versus being in your head. And I realized that for a long time, I thought my intellect was my biggest asset. And really, it was really serving to keep me out of my heart. So really getting into your heart space, feeling what's there, writing from that space, that's your authentic voice. That's your true self. And when people hear that, when people resonate with story, it's because it's true and they can feel that on an unconscious level. And that's what makes it resonate for them. So that Oh, that really, makes so much sense. Right. They recognize it as truth and they go, oh, yeah. Well, your your book, Walk Like an Egyptian, your novel, like that just resonated within me so, so deeply and so strongly. And for those of you that don't know what exactly it's about, it's a, it, it's a fiction novel, right? But it's got a little bit of romance and suspense in it as well. And it, and it talks, there's a little bit of magic and goddess energy in it too. So it's like, and there's reincarnation scenes. It's just fantastic. It's, it was, it moved me. It really, really moved me. I can't wait for your next, your next book to come out. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it really makes my day to hear that. And actually, I didn't get to Egypt in the physical until after I had written that book. So it was very interesting for me to go there and see how much I had written about was actually true and was actually in the temple. So that Oh, wow. That's that. And that makes it even more special. <laughs> what do you have something you have a new book coming out? Can you tell us a little bit about your your latest novel that you're working on? Sure. I'm working on a novel called The Adventures of Blue Belly and Sugar Shaker, and it's about two Bostonians who have spiritual powers. So one can manifest at will, so anytime she thinks of something, it appears, and the other one can read energy. So it's kind of like trouble follows them. They just learned that they have these powers, so they're trying to figure out how to use them, and their guides are popping in from time to time trying to help them out. So it, it's basically, you know, it has a lot of new age philosophy in it, too. Oh, wow. Is it now, is this based on a true life story for you? <laughs> or is this, is this fiction? <laughs> you know, there's always a lot of me in my character. So Sugar Shaker Me look a lot like me. Um, but uh, no, I just, it's going to be made up. Just, I really, now that I'm back in Boston, I really wanted to um, utilize the history and the, and the places here. Right. Because when you wrote some of the other stories, you were living in Arizona. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, do you find the energy resonates with you more to write in Boston? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying because I'm here, I'd like to use that history, and I haven't really written about Boston before. Um, okay. But as far as being someplace physically, I mean, I think home is where the heart is. So Absolutely. wherever I am, you know, it's, it's a great place to write as long as I'm in my heart. This is true. And the heart center is where your authentic voice is when writing. That's, I didn't realize that. So that I just learned something new today. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you could share with the audience, too, everybody, I'm assuming everybody has a different um, process for writing. What is your writing process? Um, well, I do hear things, like I said earlier, putting my hands on the keyboard and asking what happens next, and I do. Um, that's my process, although I will say I do get um, into a meditative state beforehand and breathe through my heart to get myself out of my head and into my heart, um, like taking an elevator down from your head into your heart, just making sure you're there, and then just listening and writing down whatever you hear. So I think when I first started to write, that was overwhelming to me to think about coming up with 300 pages. And then um, I read a quote that said, every story exists in its entirety in the universe. You just have to listen. Ah, very wise words of wisdom there. Yeah, that was Deepak. Yeah, (laughs) he's very wise. (laughs) I would like to ask you, too, I know for me, now you're also an energy worker, and you just talked about the energy a little bit. For me, I'm primarily clairsentient. I have other clairs, as I'm sure you do, too. Now, which one, when you're writing, what are you primarily? Are you, do you have a primary clair? Yeah, I'm primarily clear audience because I'm hearing everything. Um, okay. Occasionally, I do see things occasionally, but um, not so much when I'm writing, really. That's more, you know, if I'm doing a session with someone or I'm working with energy or I'm even meditating, I have a lot of visions and I see a lot of things um, that way. And it's funny, like, I will get song lyrics, I will get cartoons, like, <laughs> just spirit really has a sense of humor when they're giving guidance. 
So what does that mean for you in terms of writing the, the Claire audience when you're, when you're writing? How is that affecting you that way? Um, well, I'm just listening, basically, and um, I can feel when the energy is ending, but normally I'm trying, you know, I have a goal that I'm doing three pages or five pages or whatever it is for the day, so I'm trying to sustain that energy for as long as it takes, but, you know, when, when spirit wants to come through, it's just going to cruise through, so, you know, I could probably write three to five pages in an hour, so. Oh, Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I can really crank stuff out when I'm focused. So you're you're a woman on a mission. <laughs> you're very dedicated, and you're and like I said, your books are your books are great. I I've loved the ones that I've read so far. I can't wait to I cannot wait to read the others. I I know that we're gonna go to a commercial break in just a few minutes, and when we do come back, we're gonna talk about your um the anthology Unwavering Strength because I know that that's a personal story for you. You wrote that about your mom. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay, so I want to hear more about that. Um, but before we go to break, we have a couple minutes left. I would like to ask you, um, can you talk about, and you may have answered this already, but can you talk about the synchronicities that occur while you're writing and what they mean to you? Sure. Yeah, like in the middle of writing um, Blue Belly and Sugar Shaker, I have a scene where um, Sugar Shaker's guide comes in and he's talking about Iron Man. And so I write the whole scene, and I'm on my way to hot yoga. And, you know, I'm human. I'm second-guessing the whole scene. Was the humor good? Iron Man, really? Does that fit? I'm not sure. I'm thinking about it. I get into hot yoga. I'm sitting down stretching. All of a sudden, I look up. The guy in front of me peels off his T-shirt. He has a huge tattoo on his back. Guess what it is? (laughs) It's Iron Iron Man. Man. His whole back is Iron Man. And I'm like, okay, I got it, spirit. Iron Man's in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Don't second guess yourself. Go with that go with that gut instinct, right? Yeah. Uh, well, like you said, though, we all do that. We're all human. But so you must have a lot of synchronicities that occur. So I mean that's a great story. But and so for you, you know that they're telling you that they're you're on the right track and that you should keep going with what you're doing. This is definitely a passion for you and it's a it's a it's more than just a passion though, right? It's a it's it, this is your life. This is your life. This is what you do. Right, right. It, yeah. It's been, like I said, my love since I was eight years old. It's pretty much all I ever wanted to do, so I'm grateful that I do have a little talent at it. Did you write stories when you were a little girl, too? Yeah, I was always writing stories and telling stories and having illustrated storybooks, all that stuff. Nice. That's good. So it's good that as you grow on your spiritual journey that you're able to unfold and encompass all the I get, I'm going to use the word synchronicities because we just talked about it, but all the, the synchronicities along the way of your life into your passion and what makes you happy. If you can do what, you're, if you, can do what you love, then this is, there's no better job, right? Right. It's really not work. It, exactly. That's what they say. If you get up every day and you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. So that's an amazing thing. Um, all right. So I think that we have time for one. I wanted to ask you one other thing, too. Um, and you also teach. You teach, right? Do you teach writing? I do, yes. Um, but it's, it's never the nuts and bolts of writing, and it's never grammar. It's always how do I get my personality out of the way and get into a meditative state and get into my heart so that whatever wants to come through me can come through me. That's what I teach. 
Okay. And so where do you teach these? Where do you teach this? Is it um, one-on-one or do you teach in a, in a classroom setting or uh, online? Uh, I have done one-on-one and I have done in, in class situations. So I do have a couple of places in New Hampshire that I like to teach. Okay. Yeah. So. So for future, um, we're gonna we're gonna cut to a commercial break in just a quick minute. But um, you could check out Kareen's website, and it is kareencasaza.com. So www.c-o-r-i-n-n-e-c-a-s-a-z-z-a.com, and that has more information about her her books. The one and you, I believe that you can get her books online by going to her website. There's a a little place for you to order them there. And there's more information about all the other things that she does. So we're going to stop here for a quick break. And we're going to come back and learn more after the, after the break about, inter, um, sorry, about unwavering strength and some of the specifics that went into that story. And she's going to share more with us about that. So tune in. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to LisaWillette at Comcast.net. That's LisaWillette at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today I have with me Kareen Casaza, and she is an author and an energy worker. She is actually a freelance um, writer based in Boston, Massachusetts, at work currently on her third novel. And she believes, Kareen believes, that through creativity and humor, we all find our own inner light. So we were just talking prior to the break about where you could get some of more information on her books on her website. And I also would like to share, too, um, a quote that she, that she, it's in one of, before the unwavering strength, there's a quote that she writes, and it's, your sacred heart is full of light, and this light will take care of you, by Sai Ma. So, Kareen, if you would like to elaborate a little bit on Sai Ma, I know she's a big, integral part of your work, right? Yes. Um, Sai Ma is an enlightened being. Um, 
so basically, she's God on Earth, and she knows it. So um, I like to spend time with her whenever I can. Um, she's made a huge difference in my life, and it's really about getting into your heart space again. Um, she is just such the presence of Divine Mother on Earth. I mean, the first time I went to see her, it was because one of my friends said, you know, there's a master in your backyard. She's going to be in Albany, and uh, you might want to go check her out. And I thought to myself, St. Germain was having a class in Albany. Would I go? And the answer was definitely yes. So I went to see Saima, and I really didn't have any expectations, and um, I got invited to greet her as she was coming into the hotel. Oh, wow. Um, and there was a crowd out there, and as soon as she stepped out of the car, as soon as I saw her, and she was beautifully dressed in Western dress, um, I saw her, and I just started to cry and cry. And I couldn't stop crying, um, and it was just, I was so happy. I was so full of joy. Like some part of me remembered her and I knew that she was for me. I knew that she was a teacher for me. And I was Oh wow, just, that's amazing. My soul was so happy. So yeah. That, and it is That's amazing. an empowering moment. And and it's like whenever I'm in her presence, there are no questions, there are no issues, there are no problems. I mean, I can't even think of a question to ask her because it's just like being in such a field of love. And if you haven't experienced that, I know it sounds out there, but I'm telling you, it really does exist. No, I've never actually had the um, the fortune to meet her. Every time that she's come around, I've had prior commitments and I haven't been able to do so. So I'm envious of you for being able to have been in her presence so many times. But I'm glad that she's such a big part of your writing and your energy healing and all the things that you do. So it sounds like she's definitely, like you said, one of your teachers and walk, walking through your journey with you. So that's that's fantastic for you. Um could we talk a little bit about unwavering strength? So I, I talked, I, I said a little bit about what it is. It's an anthology of stories, right? Through that it help inspire you through cha- challenging times. Um, your particular story is called Resplendent in Death, Gifts from My Mother. Could you, I know there's so many questions I want to ask you about this, but could you tell us a little bit about what the, I know I, 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 I could quote some of it, but, you know, if you could just maybe give a little bit about what the story is about so readers will know. And this is coming out when? Um, The book launches September 30th. Okay, perfect. So that's just less, you know, really a little over two months away. Right. Yep. So um, this was an essay that I wrote um, about my mother's passing. And um, I was in Sedona, Arizona, and my mother was in Boston, um, and she had cancer. Um, she actually was diagnosed with cancer six weeks after I moved away. Um, so I had a lot of guilt about that. Like my mother's very sick and I'm thousands of miles away. Right. But then, um, there came a point in time where they told me that she was going home from the hospital and I just knew that was not what was going to happen. I just felt it. So I got myself on a plane and came home and it was just like, One day they told her she was going to be fine and she could go home. And the next day they told her there was nothing more that they could do for her and she was going to die. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That must have been been tough. It was kind of shocking. Like, even though my intuition told me that was going to be the case, 
it yeah. was still kind of shocking to get there and actually hear it. So I was just really glad that I listened and got yeah. myself plane. And I was just going to ask you, so what was the importance of listening to your intuition in this instance with your mother's death? So th- this was really important that you did that. Right. I, I mean, if I hadn't listened, you know, she could have passed without my being there. And um, I just, it, it would have been so much easier for me to stay where I was. It wasn't a good time for me to leave work. You know, I just, it was just difficult. But I knew, I just felt that I had to be there. So... Um, and it was funny because I talked to her and she said, you don't have to come home now, but, you know, it'll be nice to see you. Right. And I said, yeah. And then everyone, like, said to me, why are you coming now? And I, and I just said, I, I just feel like I need to be there. So Right. So you listened to, your, you listened to yourself. I mean, you, you were listening to your, I guess, your higher self, right? Yeah, higher self, intuition, whatever intuition, label you yeah. want. And give it there. Your gut, call it. Your gut, right. Trusting your gut, always. Trusting your intuition center. Um, and you were, I know, I, I, I've read the story here. Um, you were having anxiety attacks at the time, right? So could you, can you talk about the anxiety attacks you were having while that was going on? Yeah, I didn't start until I got to Boston. I actually saw my mother, and I really, I was short of breath, and I couldn't sleep, and I, I just was um, kind of a mess. Um, that just happened at bedtime, and I didn't know what was going on with that. And then um, I called one of my friends for help, and she said, what is the one thing in your relationship with your mother that needs to be healed? And I said, she could never see who I am. And she said, well, guess what? She sees you now. <laughs> so I was like, oh. And she said, you know, your mother is she's half in spirit and half in body, and she can see who you are. She sees the love and light of all of you, and she's not ready to leave yet because she's so in wonder just looking at you. And every time she's breathing, she's sending you love and light from our side. She's sending you all these gifts in every moment. And I was like, oh, great. So then like a, you know, It's I like went, a light bulb goes off, right? Right. So then I went back, and I was sitting by my mother's bedside, and all of a sudden I had, like, this huge aha, and I was like, oh, she can see who I am now, and I... This is an opportunity for me to see and know and feel more deeply who I am. And further, it's my job to know who I am and what I'm capable of. <laughs> and yeah, I know that sounds obvious, but knowing a concept intellectually and feeling it from the core of your being are two put, very different and, things. Right, and so, putting it into practice. I mean, we can know what's best for us and not act on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good for you for good for you for moving forward, you know, and doing what needed to be done. I, I'm sure that this was not an easy task at all to do. I mean, it, I can only imagine. I, I can't even imagine how difficult this must have been for you. So, you obviously um, you walked through some fears. So, can you can you share with us? Give us some information about dealing with your fears that you had because this, I'm sure, brought up some fears for you. Yeah, well, actually, at the time of her passing, that was the big one for me, and it was manifesting itself as those anxiety attacks, the fact that I believed somewhere in me, if she couldn't see who I was before she died, I never would. Okay. So that was a big fear for me, and then, you know, I had that aha about it. But, I mean, in general, um, you know, fears, I believe, are put in your path because they're there for you to overcome them. 
then that's why they're there. And, you know, the whole time that I was in Sedona, anything that got put in front of me from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, whatever it was that I was afraid of, I did. Whether that was my first belly dance solo or getting on the plane the day after I had to evacuate one down the slide. Oh because my. I knew if I don't get on a plane tomorrow, I will never get on a plane <laughs> the rest of my life. So yeah. it was just, it's just walking through all that stuff. And it's well, good getting, for you, though, for doing it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I actually was on a trip where I was writing. I was getting paid to write my experiences, and I thought, well, you can be brave and get on the plane, or you can completely lose your credibility in this job. You know, what's it going to be? Right. Well, well this is true. This is true. Um, so you did what you needed to do, <laughs> and you walked through your fears, and you empowered yourself. So that, that's fantastic. That's what this show is all about, helping listeners learn how to empower your soul. And it sounds like you did it for yourself, and you're also helping other people empower themselves just with the words that you write and the stories that you share. So that's fantastic. Yeah, Thank you so much is, for that. that. That is always my intention when I write. Um, or when I'm teaching writing, it's like, this is what worked for me. This is how I got through it. I hope it works for you. That's why I'm telling you. I hope it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, I hope it leads you to what does work for you. Exactly. Like, never never um, take what I say unless it resonates with you. But, um, I, yeah, it's I, always my intention to help and heal. And I say that too in my sessions as well. When I'm reading people, I always I, I always tell people if what I say to you doesn't resonate, then I don't want you to own it because I'm not here to force something down your throat. I'm here to help give you guidance and and move you along. But I want it to actually really sit, you know, resonate with you and really I want you to feel it. You need to be able to feel it before you can make changes in your life. So yeah, yeah and I mean that's so important, feeling it again. That's from the heart space, feeling versus thinking in your head space, right? So it's where like, the ego is. <laughs> you have to go in and feel it and see what works for you and know that. I mean, a lot of people are still stuck in their head and they really need to get into their heart and experience what what that's like, so they can learn to trust that and move forward with it. So true, so true. So many people that's, struggle I mean, with that's that. Really what empowerment is for me um just you know feeling that energy from the heart space and just trusting it trusting it trusting it even even when you're scared i mean i find that things that i do that i was the most scared about were you know after the fact not so bad it's like you get through it you know absolutely in that moment moment of going down the slide off the plane and it's, it's a big slide by the way (laughs) it's like it was just so surreal but it was just it was over quickly and I just I just knew that I was going to be fine yeah I've had so many people in my life, so many teachers, and um, I, everybody I know says fear is false evidence appearing real, you know? And it's just something that we tell ourselves. And I think we're afraid of ourselves more. We're afraid of doing, not that we don't know what we need to do, but we're afraid of that outcome sometimes, I think, more than anything else. Not afraid of taking the action, but afraid of what it's going to bring us. I know for me, that's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, and and it's a whole range of things. Sometimes it's not just failure. Sometimes it's success. Well, what, 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 what will happen if I succeed? Like, what will I have to complain about after that? You exactly. Know? Or what if I get what I want? Then what's that going to bring? It's going to bring a new set of issues into my life, and how am I going to cope with those? Or yeah, I get it. Um, so what? So the gifts then that you received from the death of your mother, there must have been some gifts then from that. What what do you perceive to be the gifts? 
Well, it was really that knowing there's joy in every moment, um, whether we can see it or not. I mean, I wasn't feeling a lot of joy there while I was sitting at her bedside until I had that aha moment, and then I felt it. But, you know, when you read the story, you'll see that I was being a real brat. Um, at the time, it was like it was two days before my birthday. I didn't want to be there. I wasn't present with her. Um, and I was just caught up in my own story, my own agenda, what I wanted to do. Um, and finally, you know, at that point where I had the aha, I was like, oh, yeah. And here's all this joy. And guess what? All this joy has been around me all this time. I was right. just too wrapped up in my story, my agenda, my wants, my what I want to do notice it yeah i think so there's a lot I was like, okay so what now i'm present now i get it it's okay right well again good for you for even realizing it i mean a lot of people could have gone through that same situation that you did you know in the loss like you did and not even see any gifts that came out of it so your eyes are wide open and you're moving forward you know again you're you're working towards empowerment every time you know every time you move forward it's more empowerment for you so you know if anybody can hear the advice that you're giving not the advice but it well I guess advice but I know we'll talk about that maybe in the next segment of the show but if anybody listening in can can learn from your story I think that's really important yeah, and, and I would also say that the more that you notice these things and step into them and act on them, the more it happens and the easier it becomes, and it becomes easier to trust, and you have more vision and more clarity and more certainty about where you're going. It's like you tuning can, into oh, the conscious mind. What's that? I said it's like tuning into the conscious mind. So you do, when you realize that it's happening, you're not repeating the same issues. Right. You're not repeating old patterns. You can move right. forward. And, and it's really kind of about stepping into the wisdom of uncertainty. You just right. have to go, be open, go with the flow, and see what counts. That's awesome. That, that's, that's really good information to have. Um, I think we're going to stop here for a quick break. Before we take a break, when we do come back, we're gonna, you're going to tell us some more about Unwavering Strength and Resplendent in Death, Gifts from My Mother a book that you, or an anthology, a story that you wrote about your mother's passing. And we are going to hear more about that. I would like to invite anybody who's listening in, if you have any questions throughout the show, um, you can email me at lisawillett at comcast.net and we will try to get to them um, during the show. And if not, if you want to just give us your opinions and share with us, you know, what you think about the show, I'll pass the information along to Kareen. And if you're interested in listening to the show, if you can't, if you're listening live right now, if you're not able to listen live, you can always catch us on my host page, the Voice America host page, and there's links to Twitter, my Facebook, my LinkedIn account. You can listen in if you have the Stitcher app or if you have the Voice America app, you can be listening to us. Information's on my website as well, lisawillette.com. We're going to post this interview after. It'll be on all of those places on podcasts for iTunes, so you can catch it everywhere. So stay tuned with us. We'll be right back, and we're going to hear more from Kareen when we return. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in now, I'm Lisa Willette. I'm your host today, and I have with me Kareen Casaza, energy worker and author from Boston, Massachusetts. She's been kind enough to share all kinds of information about all the novels that she's written and the anthology that she's just currently working on that's coming out in the end of September. It's Unwavering Strength. Her story is Resplendent in Death, Gifts from My Mother. So welcome back again, Kareen. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, and could you tell us how this came to be, how this project came to be, Unwavering Strength? Sure, yes. Judy O'Byrne, who is the president of Hasmark Services, this is really her baby, her idea. Um, and it came to be because Judy lost five family members in a very short space of time, I want to say about two and a half to three years, um, off of cancer. Oh, wow. So, she was um, dealing with that, and she really, really wanted to help other people deal with these transitions um, and know that they could get through this. So um, she came up with the idea to have this book, and there are 32 stories in the book. So 32 different authors share their stories, um, and some are about death and dying, but there are very, very um, stories. There are stories about bullying. There are stories about escaping death. Um, even fear, like there's one about um, fear of water. Um, okay. So just everyone getting through these difficult transitions and just realizing that we all have inside of us an unwavering strength that really will pull us through when we focus on that. Wow, that's that's an. I can't wait for this to come out. I um. Your story was amazing, and I'm sure that everybody else's is really fantastic, too. It's going to be quite the book. And you said September 30th? Is that what you said, or the end of September? September 30th, and I actually have the great fortune to get to read everyone's book or everyone's story already. So, yeah, there's there's amazing stories there. 
Lucky you. I was only fortunate enough to read yours, but yours was fantastic. You have such a way with writing. You know, you really, you put pen to the paper and, you know, uh, maybe that's pen, paper, maybe it's electronic now, but, you know, <laughs> you you really, your words flow and, it, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it's so easy to read. Um, I can tell whenever I read a story from you that it comes from the heart, too. We're going to talk, I want to jump back real quick to, um, before we get, we're going to continue talking about unwavering strength, but I want to jump back for a real quick moment to um, walk like an Egyptian, because that was, it was just so fantastic. Um, it, I love the reincarnation scenes in that. I love the goddess energy in that. I, I just, it resonated with me on so many different levels. Was that fun to write? Um, yeah, well, you know, at that time, it was kind of a battle for me to get to it every single day. I had, to, I had a lot of resistance, so I had to sit down and force myself to do it every day. It was one of those things where, you know, all of a sudden cleaning the bathroom looks good. But um, <laughs> I did. My it's guys funny. were very clear that I should sit in the Arizona sunshine every afternoon at 3 o'clock and write five pages. Um which is what I did, and at that point in time, I did write it longhand in a notebook, and then the next day I would type it into my um, PC and edit it that way. And for me, that took out a lot of the judgment of it. Like, I wouldn't read it and just think it was terrible. The next day, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. So um, there was that. And um, it was um, just... An experience of just being with it every single day. It's just such a great story. I mean, again, it had a little bit of everything. You know, there's there's politics in it. There's, um, you know, an, like an assassination. There's like intrigue and and, and murder. And um, you know, there's there's romance. It's a, it's kind of a little bit of a love story too. You know, and just this there's everything in it. Like you encompassed everything. It really kept me it kept me riveted from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. I I really and I've recommended it to so many people that I know because it's just such a great read so I really I really enjoyed it like Elmore Leonard says I try to leave out the boring parts there but, you go. Um, what you don't know is that I started that book a year before I moved to Arizona when I was married working for a big um, IT corporation and um, I wrote it on my lunch hours on my lawn in New Hampshire. Oh, too funny. Too funny. <laughs> and then I knew it wasn't, it didn't work. It wasn't working. And then when I got to Arizona, I opened it up and it was so amazing. It was about a woman who was from New England who moved to Phoenix and was a flight attendant. And oh, no I'm kidding. Like, it's pretty funny. So it was like I had to start over, but um, it was really weird because everything that happened to Tara, the main character in the book, everything that happened to her happened to me. Um, so uh. it was like, you know, I have my hero and he's 10 years older than she was. And I thought to myself, hmm, would I even be attracted to a guy who's 10 years older than me? I don't know. That's never happened. And then, I don't know, a couple of months later, I started dating someone who was 10 years older than I am. So That's was- funny. Well, it's a great story. It is a great story. So again, just to reiter- to reiterate, you can find this. In- you can find these books on, I believe, on on online. But you can also connect with Kareen on her website, kareenkasaza.com, to find out. I um, she's an Amazon author. She has an Amazon author page, and it's www.amazon.com slash author slash Kareen Casaza. So you can find information on our books there. And I just wanted to really touch base on that because I love that story. But I don't want to run out of time. So I do have some more questions for you on, on Unwavering Strength. 
Um, if we could jump back to that for a moment. Um, how do you practice being present in the moment? So what, what does this allow you to do? Like when you were writing that book, you probably had to be really present, right? Yes. So, um, again, that for me is about getting into the heart space and um, breathing through the heart. Like for me, and, and this is part of what um, I teach when I teach writing, and there are a couple of um, There'll be a couple of free downloadable um, meditations for writing on my website, com. But I go into um, my heart space, and I breathe in and out of my heart as if it has nostrils. And I just really get into my heart space, get my personality out of the way, and just um, allow that space and that feeling to expand around me until I'm there. And then from that space, it becomes easy to be authentic because that's that's your your authentic voice flows from that place as we've already talked about. Excellent. That's great. Um, That's good advice. Do you you have any advice for people going through grief or difficult transitions? Yeah, I mean, definitely using your spiritual practice, like that one for me is huge, like breathing, meditating, being in your heart space, because once you get into that small, still space, you can really hear your guidance, get into that space, get still, ask questions, ask for guidance. You know, it may not come to you right away, but you will get the answers that you need. Everything is available to you in that space. And even if you can't hear or see, you can maybe feel something. You know, you might not be clairaudient or clairvoyant. You might not see or hear, but you might feel something in your body, too. So you might not be, you might be, if you're listening out there and you're expecting to hear or feel or see the answers in a certain way, just let yourself be open to maybe receiving them in a way you didn't expect. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And and it may not be even when you're in that meditation space. Like for me with Iron Man, it may come. You may ask a question, you may see, you know, the signs and the answers later in your day. And as long as you're aware and paying attention, you'll notice those signs and you'll know what to do. This is true. This is true. I, th- I know that happens for me a lot, too, synchronistic de- events as well, too. And I'll be questioning something and just driving down the street, the license plate in front of me will give me the answer to the validation. So it's really nice when that happens. So that's good. Thank you for giving that advice to people going through difficult situations, transitions, or, you know, grief moments. So I'm sure, I'm sure that that will help people. Could you also um, share with us how you hope the story is going to impact your readers? Um, I hope it helps them realize that they have everything that they need inside them to get through anything that happens to them. Um, and again, it's about trusting and going inside, but also those 32 stories, we all did it. That means you can do it too. It's like, right. that's in all of us. It's innate. It's who we really are. It's connecting with, you know, your God self, if you will, bringing your soul stirrings forward and listening to that and, and making it happen for yourself, whatever that is. You know, I think a lot of people maybe don't even know what it is that they truly want because they haven't taken the time to get quiet and go inside. And Very once true. you do that, when you get quiet and go inside and figure out what it is that you want on the inside, your inside changes. And that means that your external has to change to match. That's the law of the universe. As within, so without. 
So would you say that's how the universe is always conspiring to bring us to our higher good? Is that one of the ways you'd say that they're doing it? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely working with you in meditation, but they're also, you know, they're throwing stuff at you that's going to help you learn and change and grow, right? And they're going to keep throwing it at you until you get it right, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Of, you know, the same relationship over and over again, the same job over and over again, until you figure out what it is that is going to really make you happy. Right. God, I, I can speak from experience. I... I, I I agree. <laughs> I concur. Do you, um, so would you say, I guess I'm not really sure how to ask this, but how does your family feel about the story that you wrote, the rest of your family? Are they okay with the story? Are they happy that you wrote it? Or do you have, have you <laughs> run into resistance from it? Um, I think they were okay with Walk Like an Egyptian. Actually, Divided We Fall, the characters were actually based on my family and the plot okay. was made up. So I think my mother wasn't so happy with me about that one for a <laughs> while. A, a little bit. She wasn't so happy until I said to her, oh, you know, one of my readers told me that the mother character was just ahead of her time, you know. She wanted a career. She was ahead of her time. And she was okay with it after that. But, That's you know. Funny. I, I always tell them, you don't have to write, you don't have to like what I write. You just have to give me the freedom to do it. Oh, no, but yes, I, and I understand that. I'm, I meant more with the resplendent in death, the gifts from your mother. Was your family okay with you writing about that and publicizing it? Yes. Actually, uh, it was funny because I let my sister read the story, and she um, she remembered some things differently than I did. So that that was just oh. interesting. Yeah. Very, very good. Now, are you the only author, the only writer in your family? As of right now, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good. Well, not good, but that's, it's nice that you have something, a special gift. Um, what? So what can you, as we're, we're getting close to the end of the show now, um, how can you, how can people, I'm sorry, let me start over. <laughs> how do you think, after reading these stories, how do you think people can bring more joy into their life? Yeah, you know, I always tell people um, to go back to what they did when they were a kid. What did they love to do when they were a kid? Like, in, And it could be as simple as coloring or doing collages. You know, I mean, those are things that I like and certainly dance. So there's that. Like, go back to what you loved as a kid. But right. also, again, it's all about going within and asking. Like, ask your soul. Ask your, your God self, your higher, whatever label you choose to give it. Just right. ask. All that knowledge is in there. It's just waiting for you to ask. It wants to work with you. It wants to come forward. So, Absolutely. We are definitely, we all have that small child inside of us that's waiting to come out that wants that joy again. So I think that's great advice for everybody. Do what you love to do as a child. I, that's, that's fantastic advice because everybody likes to do different things. There are some people that like to maybe swim or maybe some people like to ride their bikes or exercise more. Can't imagine that would be one of them, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that likes that. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's important, too, to see things through the wonderment, the eyes of a child with that wonderment. And that's really the place I try to come from when I write, that place of wonderment, you know, enchantment, and everything is is just amazing um, and compelling. 
Well, thank you so much for all of the information that you've shared with us today. I'm just going to recap for a moment here. It's Unwavering Strength, Stories to Inspire You Through Challenging Times, an anthology of essays that chronicle people's trials through difficult transitions to their triumph overcoming of them. And you can learn more about this at www.unwaveringstrength.com. If you're interested in purchasing any books from Kareen, you can reach them. You can reach, you can find out more information on her author page at www.amazon.com slash author slash Kareen Casaza. You can go to her website directly at kareencasaza.com and you can get information about her teachings, some of the energy work she does, um, more information about her books. And she's, like she said, she has some essay, not essays, but you have some information for people there that can, they can just, I guess, informative information that you have on the website, correct? Yeah, and some downloads, some um, okay, downloads. guided Perfect. meditations. Excellent. Perfect. That's wonderful. And so um, we're just about at the end of the show, so I'd like to thank you so much for being on today, Corrine. I, um, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you so much. It, it was very informative. Next week, I have with me Deborah Geeman of Bedford Body Care, and she's going to be talking about massage and essential oils, Young Living Essential Oils. We're going to talk about that. And at the end of the show, I'm going to pull some cards at the very end of the next show. I've been meaning to do that every single week for the last last few weeks, and I haven't gotten around to doing it. I've had so many interesting guests, and time has just flown and gotten away from us. But next week at the end of the show, I'm definitely going to do that. So if you're, again, want to listen in and you can't listen live, you can catch this on my website, www.lisawillette.com. It's on the Voice America homepage. Um, catch us on Twitter. I'm sorry, yeah, Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, again, thank you so much, Kareen. It was a pleasure to have you on and talking about all your books and Unwavering Strength, Resplendent in Death, Gifts from My Mother. It's going to be great when it comes out at the end of September. So everybody look for that. And have a nice weekend, everybody. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.